going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Brandon Space, the podcast about a playlist. My name is Jonathan Beardsley, and as always, I'm joined by the one and only Brandon May. Brandon, how are you doing? How was your Halloween? Halloween was fun, man. We got a bunch of trick-or-treaters. It was it was a good time. Good, man. I'm glad. I miss trick-or-treaters. It was good. We just had a quiet night at the apartment, but I miss trick-or-treaters. I'm glad you got some. I'll did, live vicariously through you. Did you get a lot of uh a lot of candy? Like, did you guys go trick-or-treating? You know, we got some about a month ago, and it was all gone about a week later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, we had uh, we had some, some interesting things happen. Our neighborhood is um, vast. So yes. a lot of the kids and a lot of the families and uh, and all that, they go to smaller gated communities to, like, do like a loop you know what i'm saying i think it's mm-hmm. better for the kids sure. and for the adults but i we had a lot of people rolling up on golf carts which was which was cool um some guy posted to next door he was like deep house halloween party let's go everybody's welcome <laughs> after the trick-or-treaters go home we're staying up <laughs> love it love it <laughs> that's incredible man uh yeah. anything you want to talk about before we get into this week's episode yeah i actually uh, there was a question trending on uh reddit the only social media that i use today and it was Ooh, fun uh it was what band do you think had the best three album run now this was this question was posed on the general music forum and then also in all of the different subgenres. So I'll let you pick the subgenre and I'd also like to hear your three album picks. Oh man. That's a fun one. Okay. Um I'm going to go with what I know, okay? All right. And I am going to go rock subgenre emo post hardcore and i'm gonna do taking back sunday's first three there it is there it is how did i know that was gonna be your answer bro you know i mean because there there's other answers i like i feel like there's a white stripes run in there i know that there's some Radiohead runs in there obviously ben's through kid a would be most but I don't, I'm going to go with that, man. That was the one I grew up during and of like the four pillars of my, my teen youth or whatever, I would say my chem taking back Sunday, fallout boy and the used. I think taking back Sunday had the best three album run of them. So I'm going to say them. What about you? What's your answer? I also chose post hardcore, but I went a different route. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say the used their self-titled in, in love and death and lies for liars. Yeah, so Lies for Liars for me is a really good album. And it it they're probably second because My Chem's first album is the weakest of their first three. Very good. Three mm-hmm. really great songs, but not a great album. The Used Lies for Liars, I feel similarly about, but I feel like that one has a higher ceiling potentially. Mm-hmm. And Fall Out Boy, obviously, I think, that that third album uh other than thanks for the memories and this ain't a scene is just way overproduced yeah big old big old thumbs down for me i think so yeah man i i think taking back sunday or the used have to be the picks for our era of music right yeah i i mean there there's there's arguably there's the blink 182 to uh anima take off your pants and jacket then untitled that i mean that that's that's a yeah great, that's so a great so pop run. punk yeah you're right pop punk that's the best pop punk three album run uh paramore's first three definitely deserves some recognition yep 
there's one more that's just like on the tip of my tongue that I'm struggling with. The Devil Wears Prada's first three. Jesus Christ. <laughs> right? Do you want to talk about like Under Oath did not keep it up for three albums the way the Devil Wears Prada did, honestly. Like, they didn't. Man, Under Oath's first two. If we were doing two album runs, it's Under Oath. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's a fun one. What were some of the other common answers? Uh, a lot of them on the uh, a lot of them on the general music forum was a lot of Paul Simon sort of old school rock and roll stuff. Led Zeppelin okay. two, three, four, Beatles you know? stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, you know stuff like that. And I, I and I definitely agree. You know, like we've got Pink Floyd had their three album run of I think what is it? It was Dark Side, uh, Wish You Were Here, and then Animals. I think is the unreal. three album run. <laughs> That's fucking un- crazy. Just un- just unreal three yeah. album runs. Um, but I think that we weren't around to experience that yes. as, as it, as it was, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I would need to study that era of music to have even close to a rational point of view with that, but you got to go with what you know on questions like that. Yeah. And then also like the Beatles, it kind of depends on what country you were in when they were releasing. Cause they released, sure. they released the early, they, uh, there i think they released abbey road was like the last uh, to be released in the united states but in europe it was like the second to last something like that what's your favorite beatles album uh revolver easy i think it's their best musically i think i enjoy abbey road and the white album like a lot but i think Mm -hmm. i I think i think revolver's got their best music on it i think they were just starting to dabble in the drugs and i think that that uh i think that that matters (laughs) I'm going to go back and listen to Revolver again. Mine's always been Abby because I'm a mainstream poser loser. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. Um, what's up, everybody? If you are just checking us out for the first time, welcome to the podcast. Uh, what we do here is we review new music on a weekly basis and we have a rotating playlist. A link should be in the show notes below that you can follow if you want to check out what we are going to be breaking down every week. This week we got a bunch of new albums we got fred again we got a new mix from rez smino division a whole bunch we're going to get into but before we do that we're going to get into the singles and before we do that please like follow and subscribe if you have not already find us on facebook reddit all major podcasting platforms i think that's all we have to get to before the show you ready to talk about some music man let's hit it all right, man. First up, we got a new one from Alice in Wonderland called Down the Line. How are we feeling about this one? Uh, I think that I really like it, man. As always, she plays with textures and atmospheres like really well. And I'm actually becoming a pretty big fan of hers. So I am as well. I don't really like how chanty the chorus is on this one, but it's a really good song. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that one. Uh, next up, we got a new one from Boys Noise with Naeem and Velvet Negroni called Let Us Rave. Man, this is a great track. I'm really <laughs> liking this one. How are you feeling about it? I love how Boys Noise follows absolutely zero formulas. And you never know what you're going to get with a Boys Noise track, but they're always bangers. Yes, uh, I completely agree. Uh, also, I would love to hear a Channel Trust remix of this song. Fuck this feels yeah. Perfect for a channel trust remix, if you ask me. <laughs> uh, next up, we got another Boys Noise. This one is a remix of Wolf by Yeah, Yeah, Yeah's. 
I am a big fan of this, man. The The chord progression is giving me some purple disco machine vibes. Uh, I'm really liking this. What are you thinking of it? This is kind of more of a rework rather than a remix, in my opinion, because he you yeah. mainly uses the same sounds that the that Yeah Yeah Yeah's used. But I think he drastically improved this track, so... <laughs> yeah, I think he did too. I like this much more than I liked anything on the album, if I'm being honest. Right. All right, man. Next up, we got a new one from Bob Moses and Broods called Old Love. This track is a great blend of both of their styles. The only thing I don't like about it is how they released it as a separate album instead of just adding it to the album that's already out. Like it's 2022. <laughs> There's much neater ways of adding a song to an album now. Uh, Alice in Wonderland, that new song she released, she just added that into Loner as well as releasing it as a single. That's cool. how you should do it. I mean, they could also release like a deluxe edition because that's like I was like, this is this is is this a deluxe edition? And then I opened it and it was like the first song. It was really weird. Hey, what's uh, your favorite Bob Moses album? Oh, it's Old Love slash the Love. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I will I will say, man, the the harmony to open up with Broods was really cool on this track. And as always, it's beautiful. Broods voice is incredible. I really like that. For real. Uh, next up, we got a new one from Gus Dapperton called Wet Cement. What are your thoughts on Gus Dapperton as an artist in this song? You know, I think we've covered like a couple of Gus Tapperton songs and my notes. I feel like are, we've covered features of his. Yeah. It's possible. My notes are pretty much always the same. This is interesting. Um, it's th- this this track itself is oddly beautiful. And I think the intro was like a little weird. But I but I but I kind of understand like the build up to what he was going for. It's not my favorite type of music, but I did like it question mark oh man see i really dug this one i thought incredible vocals i really liked how it progressed into whatever song it became i agree the intro is a little slow i think you use the term weird that that works too <laughs> um yeah i'm i think he's a, he's kind of a weird talent but i think weird is also special and i i think that he's a special talent as well for sure all right, man. Next up, we got a new one from Elise called Black Balloons. This one is mixed by a friend of the podcast, Anthony Reader. I'm a big fan of it. I think she has a great voice. And I think Eric Ron did a fantastic job with the production on this one. It's the little things with this song, like that one part where the chorus drops and the I'm all alone into the clap, clap, snap, snap break is fucking great, man. This this is a really good pop song. And I dig it. How are you feeling about this one? I, I'm so glad you mentioned the details because that's what my notes say too. It's it's the details that really make a production stand out and be unique yeah. in any genre, but f- specifically for pop. Um, that's awesome that Anthony makes this track. For anybody who doesn't know, Anthony Reader uh, produced our intro music. So thanks, Anthony. Shout out to Anthony. Um, Shout out Anthony. Yeah, her voice is beautiful. This track is fire, man. This is a great. Yeah, this is a great track. Yeah, she's incredible. We will definitely be keeping up with her from here. Yes, we will. All right, man. Let's talk about some new Rihanna. This is her new what track, Lift Me Up, <laughs> from the Black Panther Wakanda Forever soundtrack. And I'm very curious how you feel about this one. The internet seems to be divided. 
look, this isn't a Rihanna track. This is Rihanna singing for a soundtrack. So uh, I think her voice sounds fucking great. I think the track is beautiful. And I'm very curious as to the scene that it ends up in Wakanda Forever. Um, I just, uh, for me, I just hope she went into a studio and was like, oh shit, studios are cool. And like goes back into a studio to record something of her own. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, what did you think about it? I mean, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that it's, it's more of a Black Panther song than a Rihanna song, whatever that means. I think for it, the song is written in honor of Chadwick Boseman. It's co-written by Thames and Ryan Coogler, the director of Black Panther 1 and 2. But I don't feel like it's as specific as I thought it would be for a song honoring somebody. But that aside, her voice is fucking beautiful, man. Like, it's enchanting. Uh, in terms of light spoilers, I think it is the end credit song. Oh, that's kind of disappointing. I mean depending on the note that the movie ends on, it can be a powerful thing to come on, but you never know. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's true. I, uh, I don't watch trailers, so I don't, I, I haven't seen anything for this movie. Do we, I don't even know when it comes out. I typically know uh, about a I, week beforehand this weekend or next weekend. Pretty oh, soon. legit. Yeah. I'll probably be seeing that one late in theaters or maybe wait until streamers. I don't go to theaters very often anymore. Sadly. Yeah. I love the theater, man. Yeah, me too. I think theaters should do more old movie screenings. I think it might make them more money. Yeah. Um, out here in the Pacific Northwest, that is a big thing for sure. Oh, I just is? need to actually get off my lazy ass and go to some of them. So I don't have that as an excuse. But yeah, that's for <laughs> sure a big thing up here. Um, all right, man. Let's move on to some R&B. We got a new one from Chloe and Lotto called For the Night. I knew I was going to love this one from that first arpeggiated acoustic guitar sound. <laughs> uh, it's nothing new, but it's a good song. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, this is a fantastic track. Uh, the harmonies towards the end and the chorus, just chorus is catchy as hell, man. I really liked this one. Glad, good, man. I'm glad. I'm, I'm hoping she announces an album soon. I think we're four or five singles deep into her solo career now and i i feel like we at least need an ep or something but I, i'm liking everything she's put out same next up we got a new one from sizza called shirt new sizza and new rihanna in the same week holy shit man that's crazy uh <laughs> this this is one of the first songs she's released since control that sounds like it's on the same level as that album this is top-notch stuff in my opinion what are your thoughts on it uh she has a very great voice I mean, that's very simply put, but I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with what you said either. <laughs> All right, man, let's talk about this PG Baby Denzel Curry remix. Uh, this song is by Red Veil. What are your thoughts on this one? All right. So Denzel's verse on this is fucking great. And that's why I threw it on here because of Denzel Curry. But Red Veil is pretty good, too. I liked the song. It was catchy. It was fun. It was upbeat. It was it was like kind of it was it was it was not it was neat. I liked it. What did you think? I agree, man. I th I think this track is pretty much Denzel doing the same thing he did on Walkin, but I could listen to him do that flow forever. It's great. <laughs> right. It's so good. Yeah. Big, big fan of that. Um, next up, we got a new one from Killer Mike called Talking That Shit. Um <laughs> I'm not a big fan of the homophobic lyrics, but it is a banger. Uh, <laughs> the instrumental has that 
menacing Memphis sound that I'm a big fan of. And I think lyrically he pulled it off. What are your thoughts on this one? I mean, he could have been saying that the dudes looked like Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what I'm saying? Sure. But I, sure. I don't know. No, I'm kidding. I, I'm not a big sure. fan of that lyric either. It kind of <laughs> kind of starts the song off on a weird note. But uh, I, I, I really liked it. The video is an interest. Did you watch the video? I did not. I need to oh, check it out. Throw it in the show notes. It's I'll interesting. It I'll throw it in the show notes for sure. Uh, the track goes hard, man. This is this is great, Killer Mike. I uh, I'm hoping that we get a full length, like you and I were discussing earlier. Um, that uh, that if he added this to this, you know, like the same single that he had released the last time, mm-hmm. then it indicates that he's rolling something out. But let's hope it's a let's hope it's an album. I'm hoping, man. Um, I I personally liked this one a lot. Yep. All right. Next up, we got a new one from Anxious moving into the rock realm of things. This one's called Where You Been? Everything that they've released this year has been excellent, man. And this is no different. This is actually one of my favorite tracks of theirs so far. How are you feeling about it? My notes say it's like every track they release is a fucking banger. Like, All of them. All of them, <laughs> it's so good, man. I love this one. Yeah, I'd love to see them on a tour with Movements ASAP. I feel like that'd be a good pairing. Yeah. Next up, we got a new one from Can't Swim called I Heard They Found You Face Down Inside Your Living Room. Bringing long song titles back. Thank you. Please, God. If I don't see the dot, dot, dot at the end of the Spotify title, you have not (laughs) done your job properly as an emo fan. Um, This is a it's a good song, man. I like it. Not much else to say about it, though. How are you feeling? Same. Good song. Another small band. Love this shit. I'm really happy that I'm able to that we are able to now find a lot of really obscure young pop punk emo bands that are just killing it right now. Yeah. Great shit. Um, Next up, we got a new one from quicksand called Felice. I know you're a big quicksand fan. Did this one scratch that itch? Absolutely. It did, man. I cannot get enough of this band. I actually just had uh, their album from last year uh, delivered to my house on a vinyl record. So hell yeah, you did. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool, man. It came with a neat slip mat, which is awesome. But uh, oh, that's sick. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. But uh, the song is great. Everything they do is great. I'm just yeah. Yeah, man, I agree. This one is a lot of fun. It's a lot of great riffs in there. It's bluesy. It's a little thrashy. I like it. Yes, sir. All right. We got a new one from Intronaut that I'm not even going to attempt to try and pronounce. I was really hoping you were going to try. You try. You fucking try. Oh, man. Uh, I don't think we've talked about them before. How are you feeling about this one? Uh, I think I sent you this band when I was first discovering them. early last year but we didn't talk about it uh them on the podcast they have a song called cubensis that is really good and i was using them uh, as workout music for a minute because it's it's kind of right there i'm not sure i didn't see any marketing for this track they didn't post on anything it's not on their website it's it's like in russian question mark i don't i don't know what it is but i I liked the song i'm just not sure if it's actually intronaut because i don't know the drums aren't as aren't as weird and, and heavy, but it, it was a decent track. I wonder if uh, I wonder if this was a Spotify mistake or something. I just blindly added it to the playlist and then said, eh, fuck it, we'll leave it. I like it. Yeah, let's have this Russian song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
um well these russian dudes can fucking shred man there's some excellent instrumentation on this even though i don't know if it's an intronaut song or not yeah (laughs) (laughs) all right man last single of the week we got a new one from we are scientists called less from you what are your thoughts on this one I liked this one. Uh, I remember last week when you were like, we have a new We Are Scientists. Is this a Brandon band? And I was like, yeah, didn't we like just cover an album there? So it was actually late last year. Um, but time, it, it doesn't exist in my no. world, apparently. No. So, <laughs> no, uh, man, I was doing my albums of the year and I was like, oh, that was an album from last year? <laughs> right, right. Uh, yeah, no, I, 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 I like this one. What did you think? Uh, yeah, man, I thought it was good. This has some, uh, I don't know, what, Duran Duran, Oingo Boingo vibes mixed <laughs> yeah. in. I, I wasn't really expecting that, but I ended up enjoying it. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, I liked it, man. All right, let's move into the albums. We got a few to break down this week. First up, we got the new one from Fred again. This one is called Actual Life 3. The dates that it was recorded is January 1st through September 9th, 2022. You and I have been talking about this artist all year and talking about this album for a while. Did it live up to your expectations for it? All right. So I listened to the Boiler Room set before I listened to this album. Uh, Big mistake. (laughs) Huge. Um, (laughs) This is far less hype than the Boiler Room set. Um, That being said, I did have feelings about this album after listening to the boiler room set and I said, I'm not going to write any of these down. I'm going to go back and listen to it. So I did, I listened to it Mm -hmm. again and it turns out I really like this album. Um, and I love how it's a little bit more subdued actually. Um, and it makes sense why he didn't put that Skrillex, the, the, those Skrillex collaboration tracks on it Mm -hmm. because they would not have fit, uh, in any sort of context. Um, it's a more subdued kind of chilled out house album that I think I have a theory on that too. I I, th- I honestly think that they could have been ruined by some bangers, to be honest with you. Uh, mm-hmm. This record is very well put together. It has some a couple of seamless transitions, which I'm pretty sure you liked, uh, and interesting vocal inter- interpolations from the people that he knows. The 070 Shake track was actually named after her. I guess her name's Danielle. Yeah. I didn't know that. Um, yeah. I know it's kind of like an interpolation of one of her tracks, but I, I think he does a pretty good job of it. I thought her a- name was Shake. No, I just didn't know her name. Uh, it could be. I don't know. It's 2022. You never know. I think. Oh man, it would have been would have been spelled S E S H E I G H K. Um, all right. So uh, I think I think this music makes a lot more sense to me. I think his music in general makes a lot more sense to me in context of full projects when he was dropping the singles some of them rubbed me the wrong way like we talked about on the podcast and i think that's because i was expecting more of the energy of some of his live sets which this is this is not but this is actually a pretty beautiful house record man from a very talented dude obviously you sent me that video the other day where he's just fucking shit up on his little mini midi controller yeah um good god and i think that he's making really good music man i hear i hear his synths that he chooses and they remind me of old school big room and old school trance and i think that adding these sounds and textures is pretty creative look man i really like this album i'll be coming back to it i gave it a seven i wasn't really sure seven slash eight whatever you want to call it i still like cammy like i do the best what did you think about this one 
Man, I agree with a lot of what you said. This is a really well-crafted album, and it may not be the boiler room bangers I was hoping for, but it's both focused and very concise. He locked in on a sound and style for this project, and the result is some truly beautiful and euphoric house music. He does stay within the lines a little more than I was expecting for someone as creative as he is, but it kind of feels necessary for what he was going for with an album like this, um, at least in terms of Sonics. But my only knock on this album, and it's not even really that, it's it's that what's impressive about the way he creates music doesn't always translate to the recordings. Um, in terms of the score, though, I have this somewhere between a six and a seven, and my standout is hard to pick because of the way most of the album flows together. But I think I'm going to agree with you. Cami, like I do, is the best um if i had to pick one but there's some beautiful moments on here too like berwin and mustafa and a lot of moments i kept coming back to but my theory on the skrillex thing if we can go back to that for a second please is one that might not be his song to drop that might be a skrillex song because skrillex i also that had that same exact thought second sky this week also are you familiar with usb uh universal system space uh, click on his Spotify page right now. Fred again? Yes. Okay. And on the right, you'll see a project called USB. Oh. So this is pretty much the non-actual life tracks that he's uploaded. These are the more boiler room tracks. I think if you're not an actual life fan, you're a USB fan, you know? Interesting. Like, okay. I don't think he's marketing this. He's clearly added to it because turn off the lights and all these are on here, but... Yeah, um, I think that this is something to watch if he's going to drop anything else like Boiler Room related. It'll probably be added to that. Interesting. Okay, neat. Discovered that while doing the research for this review. I thought that was kind of weird, but makes makes a lot of sense, actually. Yeah. Like you said, none of that would have fit in this album. It it wouldn't have. And I think that this actual life kind of series, I think... um, is more subdued and that's kind of why I didn't get it at first. Everybody was talking about their, his Coachella set and how life changing it was. And I kept listening to his music. Like what the fuck is everybody talking about? This is really chilled out, subdued house music. And like, it's fine, Mm -hmm. but it's not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go and have my life changed by, you know, but I, I, I think, I think I'm starting to understand it and maybe, Maybe I was just dumb at first or whatever, but it is what it is, man. I liked this project. I think seven or eight for me. So you, like you said, six or seven for you. I, I think, uh, I think it was an interesting project. Yeah. I think we can settle on a solid seven for yeah. it. Yeah. We'll give it a seven. All right, man. Let's move on to this new Smino. This is his new album. Love for rent. Last week. I said that Smino makes music that only Smino can make. And he takes that statement to new levels on this <laughs> album, man. Like, there's no one plus one equation of artists that can describe what he does. Like, you could try all day. Uh, fucking Anderson Pack meets Wu-Tang. Saba meets Duckworth. Like, none, <laughs> yes. of them, none of them work, man. You'd have to use all four to even be at a starting point with this guy. But it doesn't matter if you like his music or not, because you have to respect his originality. He not only has a vocal style that absolutely no one else does, he tries rhymes no one else is trying. Um, His 2017 album, Black Swan, and his 2018 album, Noir, were both great, but he seems to have ascended to new heights with this album. 
if you were wondering if this album would sound like Smino, he replied, bitch, this is the most Smino album I've ever made. Uh, the singles were a good taste of what was to come with 90 Proof and Matinee, but those tracks were just a small taste as well. Yep. Uh, we get a legit, legible little Uzi Vert verse on this album. It's really uh, good. Yeah, it's good. Uh, we, we get some beautiful R&B from Lucky Day and Raven Lene, as well as a great J. Cole verse and a contribution from the legend himself, Fat Man Scoop. Uh, but the best part of this album are all Smino, man. I'm going to give this album a solid eight. And my standout is Mode in a Minute because I absolutely love the vibe of that song. What are you feeling about this album, man? Are you loving it as much as I am? I fucking knew Mode in a Minute was going to be your standout. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So when the singles that dropped, they, they dropped, we talked about them, obviously. And I was on the fence about a couple of them. I think. I think the I think when 90 proof dropped I was like what did I just listen to <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, I am seriously impressed man this project is great it is cohesive it's creative it's different three things I love in a rap record uh, this whole thing just sounds like an entire neighborhood is having a giant party and I just fucking love it he yeah. has a very interesting way of writing his lyrics. And I just love it when an artist can create kind of tiny little wor worlds with their music and specifically like within projects. And I, I think Smino did a really good Damn. job on, of this, on this, on this record, man. I am also going to pull an album cut as my standout. I gave it an eight because I, I'm a big fan of this. It was, of it was on repeat all, all week. No else is probably my standout. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that one sets the tone for the record quite well. I think so too, I like and I, I think, uh, I think it's it's really Smino shining. I think he shines on this one. Uh, they're all good though. I don't dislike any of these tracks on here. Defibrillator is pretty good. Um, the <laughs> Pudgy with Lil Uzi Vert is funny because because <laughs> they both kind of go out of their comfort zone as far as uh, like vocal tonalities, and I think that it's kind of yeah. I think that it's really good, man. Uh, yeah, I I really like this record, man. Yeah, man, great job from Smino. Uh, we'll probably be discussing this one at least a little bit in our albums of the year conversation. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. All right, man, you ready to talk about some division? I mean, are you? I'm always ready to talk about <laughs> Division, man. Uh, their new album, Working on My Karma, was released this last week. And I'm going to say something bold, my friend. This album is not as bad as the singles led me to believe it would be. <laughs> listen, listen. Lyrics and subtlety have never been what Division does best. I went back and I was like, yeah, they were never that subtle. Maybe a little more innuendo, but not a lot of subtlety. Um, they make very unapologetic R&B music that's a fortunate, unfortunately starting to lean farther into the toxic male perspective. Uh, we heard the absolute worst of this with the first single, If I Get Caught. We really don't need to relitigate that song, but it is baffling <laughs> that Jay-Z cleared us sample for a song about cheating post lemonade right one as bad as that is um but i guess that's a conversation for another day i doubt uh, he cleared it i'm sure his label cleared oh it, no bro. he cleared it oh no, he, they, oh, they, he did they posted they the that. text yeah right they posted the text cool, yeah cool, uh, cool, 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 cool. i think he did say like i want people to know that i'm not condoning this uh but yeah terrible <laughs> song uh 
anyways not not a good look um oh man uh it didn't take long though for me to tune out the lyrics and just enjoy the music and the vocals man at its core this is a pretty solid r&b album there's some choices on here that i'll never understand like putting a song titled stay faithful after a song titled if i get caught but but there's moments on here brandon like the fucking 90s girl r&b vocals on bring it that Dear God, man, that reminds me why I started listening to Division in the first place. And if that doesn't bring chills to you, then nothing that they do will, man. That's that's <laughs> why I listen to them. Moments like that. And I wish that this album was full of moments and songs like that, but it's not. Uh, as imperfect as it is, though, I still enjoyed it more than I didn't. This album is... Yeah, somewhere between a six and a seven, probably closer to a six. And bring it is my clear standout. How are you feeling about this one? How much did you hate it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, John. Uh, Yeah, I didn't hate it. Um, I think that I think that the vocal work on this record is really good. I think the production is really good. The features seem very few and far between and really well placed. I think I, th- I think they need to work on their. I think he needs to work on his lyrical content, bro. Um, yeah. I do think that if you cheat, or in his words, get caught cheating, that does mean that you don't love them. Division. Also, the irony of putting the song "Stay Faithful" right after the song <laughs> "If I Get Caught" is yep. fucking hilarious. Yeah. I lost it when I saw that he put the song called for the "Stay fences, Faithful." <laughs> Right after if I get caught, I died, bro. Look, I, I'm as a lyrics guy, the lyrics really bothered me on this one. So I'm going to give it a five out of ten. But my standout was actually What's Up featuring Jagged Edge. Because I just Great really song. I just really like that Jagged Edge verse on this. Bring It is very good. Like you said, the vocal performance on this record is very good. It is not my cup of tea, though. Hey, man, that is fair. And I'm surprised you did not ask me about one thing. I thought I was going to have to clarify something. So on the first song last time, there is that Young Blue guest verse. Yeah. And he says, listening to Muse. I for sure was like, Brandon's going to be like, Division listens to Muse. (laughs) Their last record was called A Muse in Her Feelings. So I think they're talking about listening to their last record. But the the visual of just Division sitting in their car listening to Muse, like is like some uprising. It's yeah, I was gonna say uprising. They will not. <laughs> they just drop like a Kid Cudi rock record. Next. Oh my god! No, this oh, was man. this was interesting, man. I'm I'm glad I listened to it. And again, the the, the clearly this this dude's got a voice, but uh, yes. we're gonna leave it at that. Yeah, let's leave it there for now. Um, <laughs> all right, let's move on to this new res, man. This is Nightmare on Res Street 2. This is technically a mix, but this is a lot of new songs, and I consider it an album. What do you consider this? I think, I, I think I'm calling it a mix because it's all just IDs, but I so, love that she's putting it out on Spotify as ID 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, you know? She posted the titles to the tracks on Twitter and said that the reason that they're labeled IDs on Spotify is because she wanted it to be seen. She wanted the mix to be seen as one entity as opposed to individual tracks. But other than the relax remix, I think these are all new. 
Nice. Which is crazy. Yeah, I, I don't. Songs for mixes. I, I don't. I don't really. Uh, I don't. I didn't recognize any of them. And I think you and I are pretty big res nerds. So. Yeah. So what are you feeling about this? I fucking loved this mix, man. I thought this was fantastic. Maybe the best Halloween mix I've heard in years. So because it's a mix, I didn't give it. I didn't give it a rating. Um, I can live on the air if you really want me to. But no, no. Just how did you feel about it? like what? Did you have any moments in here where you were like, "Holy shit, fucking a"? ID four into ID five is otherworldly, man. Yeah, that's just, a great one. Just awesome id5 was going to be my standout here i love that she really set the stage with i sent i think saying that video of that of that psychiatrist interviewing the catatonic mm-hmm. schizophrenic because i was like whoa that's this is this is crazy i remember look i remember watching that video uh, like during doing some studying of some sort and it like really set the stage of this like eeriness halloween vibe i fucking loved this man it was really good she can what really impresses me about Res is that she can keep doing basically the same thing but making it unique and novel every time and mm-hmm. i i really like this man i really really like this i did as well man i didn't give it a score either um my standouts id2 i fucking a good one. love that one i thought i i had to keep running that one back she uh just did nightmare at res rocks two nights in a row and i believe she's wow. going to release the uh that that the visuals from that show on youtube so i oh, would be pretty posted cool. she said she was just waiting to get them back but yeah the footage she did post was fucking insane man uh this, this album goes hard live nice all right man next up we got a new one from king gizzard and the lizard wizard their third this month this <laughs> one's called changes how are you feeling about it oh my god all right <clears throat> One of the many things that King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard does really well is jazzy, psychedelic rock music, man. And holy shit, do they deliver here. Um, change change to open up is great. The bass playing here is next level. It just kind of crawls across the track. Hate dancing is also fun, and the drumming really stands out to me on this one. The lyrics are also wholesome as fuck, describing the fact that he hates dancing, but he can't help himself once she asks him to tango at the disco. Really fun <laughs> stuff. AstroTurf comes in with some funky synth lines. Pretty sure this song is about a bug. I don't know. Maybe not. I'm choosing to believe that's what it is. Um, there's <laughs> nothing like a fun kind of dreaming, dreamy guitar melody to introduce a track about death. And that's nobody. Um, I am just in awe that they can write such interesting music in such quantity. Something like this would take the majority of bands years and years to write, man. Uh I'm just I'm just in awe. The uh the opening synth riff on Gandhi is fucking insane. So is the solo about halfway through the track. It's like this album was just kind of like a show off re- record for them, maybe like a victory rap, a victory lap if you will. Uh just kind of like I don't know, sh- sh- showing off and each each track kind of features a dominant instrument or or at least that's how that's how I've heard it. Um, mm-hmm. Exploding Sun is an interesting track lyrically and it's clearly just kind of showcasing their psychedelic abilities, that eerie synth riff uh, that just kind of ebbs and flows as the bass line just kind of goes for a walk the whole track. Man, this is so good. Short Change is kind of where they pull it all together. It's a perfect closer for this album, man. It's got everything the album has in folds. It's weird. It's jazzy. It's psychedelic. It's quick. It's slow. There's even some strings. I, I, 
I loved this, man. I <laughs> I know that we have a rule about only one King Gizzard album on my <laughs> top 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 rock album for the year. <laughs> and I and I will stand to that. I'm not even sure if they'll make it because we've had a lot of good rock this year. But holy shit, is this good music, man? This is just great solid rock music man my standout was hate dancing i thought that was a lot of fun i gave it an eight what did you think about changes so i thought it was really good music but i also thought it was probably my least favorite album of theirs this year but that's not really saying much man you release fucking five albums in a year like they're not all going to be winners especially when they all vary stylistically from album to album but what I liked about this album, I really liked, and what I didn't like, I just didn't really connect with. Um, I thought the opener and the closer were the strongest moments, but Nobody was a standout for me as well. Uh, yeah, man, they you just only judge King Gizzard against King Gizzard. So I think that this is like a seven for a King Gizzard album, in my opinion. But yeah, it's Fair. like a nine compared to most bands. <laughs> Isn't that like a crazy concept? You got a grade on the curve like, for sure. Like I remember when they released Omnium Gatherum, I think it was like April or something this year. And I was like, wow, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And like I thought to myself, they're probably going to take a break after this one because this must have like this is like an amalgam of a bunch of different genres. And then they were like, <laughs> no, no, just... not even close, man. Oh, they my released, God. Yeah, man. Five albums this year. Um I think Omnium and Ice Death Planets are my top two for the year. Is this one in your top two? No, it's not. Ice Death Planets and um, and Omnium are both very Same. good records. Um, yeah, for for King Gizzard, maybe we'll have maybe we'll do an album of the year show just for the King Gizzards. Um, I'm just kidding. But next year we will do ranking all of King Gizzard's albums. I like that. I like that idea. That'll be a fun one. You, you've got you've got a few extra fucking weeks. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Dear God, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> all right, man. Uh, let's move on. We got a new one from Polyphia called "Remember That You Will Die." I wasn't expecting you to throw this one on here, but I was happy you did. What are your thoughts on this new album from them? <laughs> I knew I was going to throw you for a loop on this one a little bit. I uh, I fucking love this, man. I actually had a colleague recommend this band to me. Shout out to Manny. I saw that they were releasing an album last week, just before our last episode aired, and I decided to just throw it on, man. Uh, this is um, in- instrumental rock music instrumental math rock i don't know i don't have no idea how to categorize this except for it's badass uh there's not too much to say on this one except for just fucking rips man it's catchy it's really unique i don't really like the vocalization of the alphabet on the song abc abc but i really like how complimentary this music is for like the variety of vocals that they do have featuring i would love to hear blue to tiger do some bass or something uh on 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 a polyphia polyphia i don't know how to pronounce it um (laughs) oh the the heavy riffs on chimera are fucking sick the way it kind of breaks for lil west's verse to come in is like really awesome bloodbath with chino moreno is heavy as fuck and of course the steve vi track at the end to close it all out is fucking awesome i am not a huge frank zappa fan but steve is obviously a fantastic guitarist and this track is no exception i really like this album man eight out of ten i think my standout is chimera what did you think about this one 
Well, first of all, you're wrong. The ABC song is good. Uh, it's a good song. I just didn't like the vocals. <laughs> no, that's fair, man. Uh, I was wondering when we would circle back to the math rock genre, Brandon, and here we are. Um, Surprise. I don't listen to a lot of this type of music, but when I do, I, I seem to enjoy it, man. Uh, I thought this album was a fun listening experience. The intro is an incredible fusion of jazz and funk that puts me in the right headspace for an album like this. There's some incredible collaborations on here with Sophia Black, Chino Moreno, but my standout is actually Reverie. What they do on that song should be studied in music classes worldwide, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, at first I was surprised you added this one to the playlist, but once I heard it, I was like, oh yeah, I could tell why he wanted to show me this one. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, this is a solid seven. I'll definitely be revisiting it soon. Nice. Yeah, it was this, this and Smino were just on repeat all week, man. Yeah. Um, there was a lot of good music this week, man. It was, it was yeah. tough to pick some days. Yeah. Um, speaking of good music, let's close this week out by talking about this new one from Driveways called Into the Past. I think that they said on social media that this is an EP. I, I don't I don't really care. We're going to review it as an album. Um, but yeah, man, it would not be Halloween weekend without a Driveways release. So we know that that <laughs> happened. Uh, I've only been listening to this band for a couple of months, but they've quickly become one of my favorite up and comers. And I love that their approach to their genre, not just aesthetically either. The spooky aesthetic is great, but it wouldn't work without good music. And they've right. proven themselves to not just be a good band, but a potentially great one. Singles like Salem are just as good as a lot of the music that their peers are making and have released recently. And album cuts like Am Ambulance show that they're more interesting than just a one hit wonder type of group, man. These are all great indications for future releases. I have this project somewhere between a seven and eight with Salem being my standout. And I'm already looking forward to next October to hear what they do next. <laughs> uh, what are your thoughts on this new one from them? I can hear both Matt Skiba and Tom DeLonge somehow. And it kind of threw me off on the first listen. Uh, I, 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 I really, I really liked this album, man. It was a really good record, dude. Um, that's right. They they only uh, they only they only do things in October. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, man, I, I agree with everything you said. They are keeping up with their contemporaries, and uh, I really like Salem. Salem was my standout. I put this one at yeah. about a seven. I, I got some major four year strong cross with Blink One Eighty Two vibe to yeah. it. And I, I really liked it, and I think I think a couple of the breakdown slash gritty vocal moments were a little mm, out of place in a couple of, in a couple of spots. But I think the whole project kind of kind of moved well between each track, and I, I liked all of them. And I do like some screams, so. Yeah, man. The imperfections are what make this type of music great. Right. All right, man. What are that we covering next week, 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 Next week, we are breaking down new albums from Drake and 21 Savage called Her Loss, as well as this new one from Magnolia's Par Magnolia Park called Baku's Revenge. We'll see what else drops. If there's nothing else, we'll throw on some shit we've been waiting to show each other. But yeah, man, uh, I feel like this is going to be the last crazy week for the new year, you know? Yeah, it's coming up on Grammy season. Nobody's really putting music out like they would, like they used to. Everybody's going to be moving over to their Mariah Carey, Michael Buble, Cascade Christmas albums pretty soon. So, 
you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like that's true. I mean, the, the whole industry typically slows down until about early next year through the holidays. So we will still get some releases to break down. Um, what's your most anticipated for the rest of this year? Ooh, Want me to give you a short list? Yeah, go ahead. So we got Drake in 21. I'm guessing that's not it. Uh, Magnolia Park. <laughs> Action Adventure, Imposter Syndrome. We got that LS Dunes album, Nas King's Disease 3, Brock Hampton's final album, The Family, Honey Dijon, Royxop Profound Mysteries 3, Stormzy, This Is What I Mean. And I think that's pretty much it for the rest of the year. I am actually excited for the Drake and 21 Savage collab. I think I think Drake is really trying to prove something. So it's either going to be really bad or decent and i think that either way i'm i'm here for either the good music or the laughs um i am very excited for that action adventure imposter syndrome album i i've liked every yeah, single same. one of the singles ls dunes obviously i'm very stoked for um anthony green has been performing in seosin uh for the for their past few shows and just you know he's he's on a roll and when he gets on a roll the guy the guy knows what he's doing he's a, he is a performer um very interested in the honey dijon but i think my my most anticipated is probably action adventure which is weird because i i i i think i like ls dunes better but i'm just so curious about a whole project from action adventure yeah. so I agree, man. Mine's a toss up between LS Dunes, Nas, and Stormzy. I feel like all three of those oh, are going to be King's fun Disease to break three. down. That's right. Um, I have I have an album that I've been saving pretty much all year that I'm going to throw on uh, next ne- next week, and uh, we'll we'll chat about it then. Sounds good, man. I'm looking forward to it. Thanks for joining me, man. I'll talk to you next week. Peace. Peace.